God bless you. Welcome to the wonderful Words of Life radio program. We are studying the life of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Just looking into how Jesus did things, the things that he said. Lord, so that we'll better know him. Amen. And we'll better obey him. Praise God. Amen. And we've been on the subject of faith and healing in the last few sessions. And if we're going to learn anything about faith, then we're going to have to study the life and the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we have uh, certainly witnessed uh, through these sessions uh, the tremendous power that Jesus possessed uh, to heal. And we talked about in the last session a very remarkable uh, healing incident in the ministry of Jesus concerning the woman with the issue of blood and uh, how Jesus said, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Praise God. Hallelujah. And so uh, we have a key here. And this key is that if we can emulate the very things that this woman with the issue of blood did, then uh, we're going to receive the same results that she received. Amen. Praise God. And so there's quite a contrast here. And we're, that's what we're really going to be uh, looking at today in this session. We're going to go over and we're going to, re- uh, you know, just as a way of reminder, uh, we're going to mention some of the tr- uh, tremendous healing uh, incidences in, in the life of the Lord Jesus and we're going to contrast that with uh, what we're going to find in the first six verses of Matthew, I'm sorry, Mark chapter six. Amen. So this is a uh, we'll call this session a study in contrast. Amen. What we do to receive from the Lord and what we do to re not, we'll say it that way, to not receive uh, the things uh, from the Lord. Amen. So before we begin, let's just go ahead and pray. Father, we're looking to the Holy Spirit to guide and direct us. Show us these things, Father God, and Lord, teach us uh, today, and we'll give you the praise, honor, and glory for it in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Praise God. So as a way of review, we're going to go all the way back to Mark chapter 5, and we're going to mention how the Gadarene demoniac was healed and set free by the Lord Jesus Christ. And of course, uh, this man who was uh, called uh, uh, the Legion uh, that had 2,000 demons in him, uh, when Jesus got out of the boat after crossing the sea, he's in uh, the country or the region of Gerasa. That's on the uh, eastern side of the Lake of Galilee. Uh, have you ever asked yourself this question? Uh, why was it that the man that was uh, possessed by 2,000 demons, if the demons totally and completely controlled this man, why did these demons cause this man to run to Jesus? <laughs> Have you ever asked yourself that question? If the demons completely and totally controlled this man, they would have run away uh, from the Lord Jesus. But no, they ran to him. Why is that? Well, my, my opinion or my thought is that even though these demons possessed this man, they didn't totally control him. And of course, this man wanted to be free. And the demons didn't want him to be free because uh, they would have to walk through dry places seeking rest and finding none. So they had a home. They had a home in this man. Two thousand demons had a home in this man. 
And of course, they didn't want to leave. And they cried out to Jesus. They asked him, you know, they said, Jesus, don't torment me. But Jesus, by word of command, and this is important for us to understand, because Jesus wants us to have the, the God kind of faith. And Jesus commanded this spirit to come out. And this man came out. And because Jesus had authority and he had power to command spirits and they come out. Now, the same authority and the same power you and I have in the name of Jesus. But see, we have to believe that. Amen. Jesus did not only believe that that demon would come out, he knew that demon would come out because he's the son of man. Amen. And so if we will stay in the word of God, that's where our authority comes from. If we will commit our lives to lives of prayer, that's where power comes from. Studying, meditating, reading the word, getting the word of God down on the inside of us, praying. Amen. Having the power of God through authority and power, we will command spirits and they will come out. Amen. And then we talked about the healing of Jairus' daughter. And the two things that stand out to me uh, concerning this tremendous healing is the humility that Jairus showed towards the Lord Jesus. Now, remember, Jairus is the ruler of the synagogue in Capernaum. And he has seen the miracle working power of the Lord Jesus and he has heard Jesus preach. Amen. Now, the city of Capernaum is where most of the miraculous power of the Lord Jesus was demonstrated. So this man knows about Jesus. He's heard about Jesus. He's heard him and seen him eyeball to eyeball. And so this ruler, he comes of course, you know, the scripture tells us he's one of the rulers of the synagogue. So the synagogue must have been uh, pretty large. Capernaum was a, a city of 1,500 people. So uh, they had, I'm sure, uh, quite a large synagogue there. But he came, Jairus came, and he fell at the feet of Jesus. He humbled himself, praise God. And he said this, he said, come lay your hands on her that she may be healed and she shall live. Notice the positivity of this man's faith. His faith and his trust was in the Lord Jesus. Well, Jesus consented to go with uh, Jairus. And while they were going, you know, there was the incident with the woman with the issue of blood, which we'll get to in just a moment. And then uh, after the incident with the woman with the issue of blood, there are some that came and told Jairus, your daughter's dead. There's no need to trouble uh, the master any longer. Jesus turns to Jairus and says, do not be afraid, only believe. This is where most of us, we miss it. We allow fear to dominate. You cannot be a person filled with fear and be a person filled with faith at the same time. One or the other is going to have to leave. So Jesus he catches Jairus before fear has a chance to enter his heart. And he says, do not be afraid, only believe. And of course, Jairus did. He chose to believe Jesus. He followed Jesus. And of course, to make a long story short, his daughter was raised from the dead. Praise God. Amen. And now we come 
And we talked about this in the last session, the woman with the issue of blood. Now, this is very important for us to understand, because if we will emulate the very things this woman did, then we should be able to receive exactly what she received. She received her miraculous healing from a disease that it was impossible in this world for her to be healed of. And I'm sure there are many of you that are listening to this broadcast. You have been given a death sentence by the doctor. Or you have an infirmity in your body and there is no cure. And you have been told that's just something you'll have to live with. Well, I want you to know it's not God's will for you to live with sickness and infirmity, especially in light of the fact that it was Jesus that bore stripes on his back for our healing. He who knew no sin was made to be sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God by whose stripes we were healed. Notice what the Apostle Peter said, by whose stripes we were healed. And I hope this becomes revelation to you because when Jesus died on the cross, those stripes that he bore were for our healing. From those men and women who chose to believe in Jesus Christ for their healing back then, amen, when he walked the shores of Galilee, when he went to the cross and when he was raised from the dead, going all the way back there, all the way forward to present day. When Jesus bore stripes on his back and he hung on the cross, it was number one for our sin and number two for our sickness, our disease and our infirmity. Now, the, the verse of scripture that Peter quoted is found in the Old Testament in Isaiah chapter 53. Isaiah prophesied that by his stripes we are healed. Isaiah is looking forward to the cross. Peter, who said by his stripes we were healed, is looking back to the cross. Everything begins at the cross. That's where your healing is. That's where my healing is. It's at the cross. Amen. And so in God's, and we're talking about positional truth now. In God's mind, if we were healed 2,000 years ago, then God, in positional truth now, is saying to us, then you're healed today. But see, you've got to make, and you and I, we've got to make that real. We can understand that. In our mind, we can understand that. We can say, oh, yes, yeah, by his stripes I was healed. But see, knowing something and making it real in our life are two different things. There's a big, big difference in head knowledge and heart knowledge. Heart knowledge comes to us through revelation. We have got to know that we know that we know that Jesus is our healer. I want to relate to you an incident that happened to me many, many years ago. I had a chronic allergy. I was susceptible to allergies. Every time the seasons changed, I would come down with uh, a, an allergic reaction. Um, and you know, you know, I don't have to describe it to you. You know exactly what I'm talking about. And uh, this troubled me. As a matter of fact, there was one time that I had to go and spent three days in the hospital because it was so bad. 
As a matter of fact, the doctor, uh, my head was so clogged up. The doctor was describing to me the possibility of me having to uh, him having to have an operation where he drills into my skull to relieve the pressure. I'm telling you, that was not a good situation to be in. Uh, But, uh, you know, the Lord through medicine now and through his mercy, you know, he delivered me. Well, that was from that period of time in the early 70s uh, before that. All the way up to present time, we're talking about 1988 now. I had gone to Bible school and I had been studious and studying uh, the gospel of healing. And I was uh, listening to uh, teaching on healing and I was reading up on healing and I was studying healing scriptures. And I remember one morning I was getting ready to be picked up to go to work. This was after I graduated from Bible school. And I was listening to a certain um, uh, minister. He was preaching on healing. And uh, I was just there silent, listening, praying. And all of a sudden, I heard a voice. And that voice didn't come from that teaching. He said the words, but I heard them in my spirit. If you can think, if you can imagine that. And the words were this. You are not the sick trying to get healed. You are the healed and don't let the devil take your healing away from you. Now, the tape I was listening to, I listened to that tape again. Those words were not on that tape. But the voice that I heard was the minister's voice. Now, maybe I just missed those words. I don't know. But it what I'm trying to tell you is that that. Those words came by revelation. And when I heard those words, the power of God and the presence of God filled that little study that I was in. And the presence of God was so real, I thought I had my eyes closed. Now I had my head down, eyes closed. I thought Jesus was standing Right next to me. <laughs> I tell you, it was so real. Oh, I tell you what, that happened many, many years ago, but it's, it seems to me it happened yesterday. That's how fresh it is in my mind. And of course, I peaked. I was expecting to see Jesus standing right next to me, but he wasn't there. But the presence of God sure was. But I tell you what happened. As soon as I heard those words, you're not the sick trying to get healed. You are the healed. And don't let the devil take your healing away from you. Praise God. Hallelujah. I knew there was something that rose up on the inside of me. Faith and expectancy rose up on the inside of me. And I knew that 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 allergies that that, uh, uh, those allergy symptoms, uh, the effects of it, that chronic infirmity was gone. I knew it. I knew automatically it was gone. And I've not had that problem. Not to this day. Not to that degree. Now, I've had plenty of opportunities. Amen. But you see, counterattacks, you've got to you've got to you've got to have the same type of faith and believing when a counterattack comes as you do. Amen. When you initially get healed, that's just part of life. Amen. The devil's not going to sit down and and uh, just allow you to run free. Uh, he's going to come back around. He did that to to the uh, to the Lord Jesus. Amen. He left Jesus for a season. Well, he's going to leave you for a season because he can't stand it when faith is present. Praise God. 
Amen. Because it's faith that resists the devil. And of course, the scripture tells us that when we resist the devil, he flees from us. Amen. Doesn't mean he's going to stay away forever. He will come back. Amen. So we have to stand in faith for these things. And God will help us, help us do that. Amen. Praise God. So faith for healing has to come by revelation. And of course, something happened to this woman with the issue of blood. Praise God. She heard of Jesus. Something stirred on the inside of her. There was a hope. There was a faith that stirred on the inside of her. Amen. She kept hearing about the reports, the miraculous things that Jesus would done. And she in her mind, I'm sure she said, he's my answer. And the second thing she did is she acted upon what she had heard. She did something. Praise God. She kept saying, and of course, you know, verse 28 of Matthew chapter 5, for she said that is the imperfect active indicative. She kept saying within herself, if I may touch his clothes, I shall be whole. If I may touch his clothes, I shall be whole. But notice as she was saying that, she was going to where Jesus was and she came in the press behind. As soon as she touched the hem of Jesus' garment, there was virtue, power that came out of Jesus and healed her. She felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. See, she received. That's step number three. Step number one, you've got to hear. Step number two, you've got to do something that you heard. If you hear, amen, a message on healing, then you've got to act on it. Amen. And the third thing is that you've got to receive by faith. And of course, the fourth step was that she testified. She confessed that what God had done in her. And of course, Jesus said those wonderful, wonderful words. He said, daughter, thy faith has made thee whole. So if we'll take this into account. And we'll follow the faith of this woman. Then we'll receive from the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, that's a vital truth. And that, then we talked about the man that was healed at the pool of Bethesda. How it was not his faith. He didn't hear about Jesus. He didn't know anything about Jesus. But Jesus healed him because of his mercy and his compassion. He did it as a sovereign will of his own. And of course, this man, and the reason I think that Jesus was able to do this is because this man was neutral. Oh, I'm telling you, that is such a vital truth. If when you're trying to minister healing to people, if they will just stay neutral and open to the things of God, God can do a work in their life. It won't be based upon their faith. It'll be based upon your faith or the faith of others. But if people will just say, stay neutral and stay open, God can do wonderful things. Amen. In the way of healing. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay, so we want to look now. We want to contrast these wonderful things that have uh, that have gone on. Well, just by way of, of uh, you know, just to fortify what we've talked about, the woman with the issue of blood. What about uh, the two blind men that Jesus healed? Jesus asked them, he says, do you believe that I'm able to do this? And they said, yes, Lord. See, that was the opening. They said, yes, Lord, you're able to do this. And he touched their eyes and they were healed. How about the centurion servant that was healed? Amen. And Jesus said, I'll, I'll come. I'll come and heal him. Notice it. I will come and heal him. 
That's faith talking. Praise God. Hallelujah. I will come and heal him. And the centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy for you to come under my roof, but just speak the word only and my servant shall be healed. See, that's faith in action. That is faith in action. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. See, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. And Jesus said this when he was talking about the faith of God. He said this, he said, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. Think of the woman with the issue of blood. She kept saying within herself, if I may but touch his clothes, I shall be whole. If I may but touch his clothes, I shall be whole. Whatsoever he saith shall come to pass. And then Jesus said this. And Mark eleven twenty four, whosoever, whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. That's a positive statement. That's a statement to a fact. Jesus said these words. I didn't say them. They didn't come from me. They came from Jesus. So we just have to believe it's true. Amen. Hallelujah. Do you believe it's true? Do you believe that Jesus will heal you today? If you believe that, amen then healing belongs to you. Now, I will say this, that there are hindrances to us receiving healing. Amen. But one thing I want to remind you is that if you need healing and you pray to be healed and you're not healed, then the only person that's going to have to change is going to be you. It's not going to be God. It's not going to be his word. Something is out of alignment. Spend some time praying and fasting. Find out what's out of alignment. Amen. And you may find out, you know what? I've got faith in my head, but I don't have it in my heart. Well, then, then what are you going to do about it? You're going to start studying the word of God. I encourage people. If you need healing, then you start at the, at the front of the Bible and you look up every scripture concerning healing. You can get you a concordance and it'll show you. Find every scripture that promises healing and write those scriptures down or read those scriptures and pray over those scriptures. Get them down on the inside of you. Amen. Praise God. Faith will rise up in your heart because the word of God is alive and powerful. It will rise up in your heart and you will claim your inheritance. And believe me, healing is one of your inheritances as a child of God. And don't let anybody talk you out of it. Don't let your pastor talk at, talk you out of it. Don't let your denomination talk you out of it. Amen. You get into the word of God for yourself and find out the truth that's in it. Praise God. Act on that truth and you'll receive exactly what Jesus said that you will receive. Praise God. All right. Now, for the moments that we have left, we want to look at a contrast. We want to go to Matthew. I mean, I'm sorry, Mark chapter six. Now, this is the second time Jesus visits Nazareth. You remember the first time they tried to kill Jesus. He so interrupted their religion that they tried to kill him. Well, he left and moved he and his family to Capernaum. And so most of his work has been in Capernaum. It's been in Chorazin. It's been in Bethsaida. It's been all over uh, the area of Galilee. Amen. Both on the eastern side and on the western side. And so now he comes back to Nazareth. Now, Nazareth is a little journey away from the Lake of Galilee. 
It's on the western side. And notice what Mark records. Verse 1. And he went out from thence and came into his own country, and his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in the synagogue. Now listen to this. And many hearing him were astonished, saying, From when has this man these things? In other words, how does he know this stuff? And what wisdom is this which is given unto him, that even such mighty works are wrought by his hands? So they had knowledge of what Jesus was doing. They understood his ministry. They had heard the reports. But now look at verse 3. Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and of Joseph and of Judah and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? And they were offended at him. Think about that. Verse 3. And they were offended at him. Now this word offended is the Greek word skandalizo. And it means they stumbled. It means there was a stumbling block that they fell over. See, they could not in their mind, they could not accept the fact that Jesus, and I want to say this, but I'm not saying this in a disrespectful way. Jesus, their homeboy, would be able to do these things. Remember now, Jesus was raised in Nazareth. He was the carpenter's son. I guess they expected somebody that of Jesus' stature to ride in on a flaming chariot by angels, I guess. They had no idea who was living among them. And so they stumbled. Like uh, what uh, the Scripture tells us, they stumbled at the stumbling stone. You know, there's a verse of Scripture over in Hebrews chapter 4. And it talks about how the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. You see, they, the people, that, the men in Nazareth, listening to the words of Jesus, hearing the stories of what he had done miraculously in the areas around Nazareth, they did not mix with faith the words that Jesus was speaking. And so, as a result, they stumbled. They stumbled at the stumbling stone. And then, of course, Jesus says this in verse 4, But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor, but in his own country and among his own kin and in his own house. See, Jesus, they didn't, Jesus wasn't telling them that he was the Messiah. He was, he was talking to them concerning him being a prophet. But now look at verse 5. Because of unbelief, because of this kind of unbelief, unpersuadableness, they were unpersuaded that Jesus would do in there, in them, in that town, in that city, what they had heard him do. They just didn't believe it. But notice verse 5. And he could there do no mighty work save that he laid his hands upon a few sick folk, folk with minor ailments, and healed them. That was not enough to stir faith in those people. 
Notice it says verse five, and he could there. It doesn't say he would there do no mighty work. It says he could there do no mighty work. So what happened? Their unbelief stopped the power of God from working. This is why so many people don't get their healing. It's because they don't believe. Well, I don't much believe it would work anyway, but we'll just try and see if it'll work. If it don't, I didn't think it would. See, that's unbelief. What's the cure for unbelief? Well, look at verse 6. And he marveled because of their unbelief. And, notice this, he went round about the villages teaching. What's the cure for unbelief? Teaching. Receiving the teaching. If the men in Nazareth had received the teaching of Jesus, they would have seen, seen the healing power of God. But they didn't do it. See, that's the contrast between faith. Think about the woman with the issue of blood, what she did. She heard. She did. She received. She told. Compare that to what the men of Nazareth. They were offended. They stumbled at him. They could not accept the fact that Jesus a young boy grew up to a man in their village could do the things that others had said he had done. And because of that, see, they didn't get their healing. Amen. Remember that faith in the word. Faith begins. Let me say it this way. Faith begins where the will of God is known. Once you find what the will of God is in the word. Amen. Faith will rise in your heart and you can possess that which God says you can have. Amen. Father, we bless you. We thank you for this time of study in the Word of God. Lord, and we just bless the name of Jesus, and we praise your holy name. We give you all the praise and honor and glory. In your wonderful name we pray. Amen. Do you know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that if you were to die today, that you would be prepared for heaven? If you're not sure, then I encourage you to pray this prayer with me. Father God, I come to you through your Son, Jesus Christ. I repent and ask you to forgive me of my sin and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I surrender my heart and life to you. By faith, I believe I receive you as my Lord and Savior, and I thank you for receiving me in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed this prayer and desire to know more about the gift of Christ that the Heavenly Father offers you, then email us at rb. TC86 at gmail.com. We will be glad to answer your questions promptly and provide you at your request with materials that will help you to grow in your faith in the Lord Jesus. This is Patsy Dunning. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. And let me remind you to tune in to this station at the same time next week to hear more of the wonderful words of life. God bless you and remember what Jesus said, it is the Spirit who gives life.